It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills of the mic, along with Brad Walker and Matt Carroll, joining me on the Sports Fan on this 11th day of March, 6.06 on the clock, and currently 59 degrees and cloudy outside here in southeast Ohio. It has been raining all day long, but some good moods, some good news as both the Ohio men's basketball team and the Ohio women's basketball team, along as you just heard, the uh, Ohio State men's basketball team, all advancing in the Mid-American Conference tournaments as well as the Big Ten tournament. Uh, but, fellas, you know, first it's good to uh, have you out on the airwaves. Matt, good to have you with us on the Sports Fan. And, uh, of course, Brad, it was good to hear you uh, on the women's basketball broadcast. And I had to text you, Brad, during that time because I don't know how many times that I've heard that same commercial on WOUB. I just kind of quoted it, uh, but they just kind of run those same ones in rotation. And uh, I was even texting your board app a little bit and just going back and forth because we were just labeling and naming how many times that we've heard heard those things. But uh, you had a good call, Brad. It was a uh, definitely a close win, a good win for Ohio women's basketball as they have advanced. And they will have who coming up next? Uh, what is it, tomorrow for the tournament? Yeah, Central Michigan tomorrow. All semifinals between men and women tomorrow. Um, Ohio will be taking on Central Michigan, team in which they split, just like Ball State. Um, we're going to see that a lot. Uh, well, a lot, I should say. There's uh, at least one game, maybe two, if they get the win. But uh, a lot of these top-tier teams in the Mid-American Conference have split, um, especially OU and CMU. It's always a fun matchup. And when talking to Heather Osterley, the coach for Central Michigan, and Bob Bolden, the coach for Ohio, they said before the first game, let's just skip, skip most of the game, put it at 65, eight minutes on the clock, and run it from there. Because basically that's what happens every single time these two teams square off. They know each other so well. A lot of these players have been battling over the last four years, especially Michaela Kelly and CeCe Hooks. That's been a guard matchup that we've loved to watch over the last four years. Those might be two of the fastest players I think I've ever seen. And they have to be two of the fastest in the country. I mean, each can blow by you from coast to coast. Um, both are now reigning MAC Player of the Years. Michaela Kelly of last year and CeCe Hooks now of this year. So that is going to be a prime time matchup tomorrow. But it's all about all the pieces around them as well. As clearly, one when you get to this point, not one player can take over. And for Ohio, they had Erica Johnson yesterday, but she essentially was just playing on one leg and it was still impressive she still knocked down five threes somehow she would come up very gingerly up the floor still knock down a three it was very impressive to watch that performance last night out of erica johnson and also really good to see caitlin Kroll, kaylee bambiol get back um into the rotation after being out in the final game the biggest thing though is ohio cannot start out like they did yesterday and expect to beat central michigan because the way they played in that first half was abysmal. They did not look good at all. The rhythm was not there. They were not playing well on defense. I mean, now, granted, they were still safe, still in the game at the intermission. But you can't do that against Central Michigan. And this is a much different Chippewas team than they saw the second time in Mount Pleasant. That CMU team started to go through kind of a rough patch. They ended their long, I think it was 19-game home winning streak when Ohio defeated them. Then they lost a couple other games. 
now they're right back on the rise, especially late in the season. They had a big overtime win in uh, Ball State against the Cardinals and then just defeated pretty handily um, in the quarterfinals to get where they are right now. As This is a very veteran-savvy Central Michigan team just like Ohio. It'll be a fun matchup. It's a MAC championship-worthy matchup in the semis. That's what makes it more exciting. And, Brad, what is your... You know, and, and for those who, who haven't really followed Ohio women's basketball that closely, or maybe you're just tuning in to Ohio women's basketball for the postseason tournament, what has happened to Erica Johnson? What is her injury, and uh, how, how long was she out for? Yeah, so Erica Johnson has been battling a lay, leg injuries over the last really two years, Connor. It just it hasn't been real relevant until this year, um, and she had to miss five games in six in total. She missed a game earlier on in the season because of a concussion protocol. And then just before they went into um, the the COVID quarantine, postponement, whatever you want to call it, um, she had missed five games prior to that, um, and, or four games, and then missed the Akron game, making it five in a row before coming back against Miami. And it's, it, it's really... It's kind of hard to see that because Erica Johnson is just not playing at 100%. I would say she's about 70-80%. And that game of her driving inside and getting those runners that we all know so well that she is really good at, she just doesn't have right now. She she made one um, in the game and then unfortunately had to get taken out of the game right after it to get looked at by the trainer. So that part of her game is not there. Luckily for Ohio, she is such a good shooter and a good facilitator of the basketball that it helps out a lot. So the leg injury is what's been giving Erica Johnson troubles, and I would imagine she's still going to give it a go come tomorrow night. Well, hopefully, and then of course, it's good to see her back out onto the court. She finished with 19 points, of course, second uh, to CeCe Hooks, who had 21. Gabby Burris also tacking on 15 points as well with uh, Kate and Crow with two, and Maddie Mace with four to tally up to 61. I enjoyed uh, it. You didn't struggle with the name. I mean, it kind of rolled off the tongue, right? Thelma Diaga's daughter. Uh, kind of. Yeah. It's an easy. It's an easy one the for you Iceland, to quickly say, the right? Iceland native. Yeah, she yeah. was uh, like the star of the Icelandic league before coming to Ball State. But to be fair, that is the is the third time I've called that game. And uh, <laughs> Jack McBullen, got to give a shout out to him. He's the Ball State broadcaster. Him and I have good conversations before every game. And it was funny before yesterday we called each other because um, obviously we couldn't meet in person. And uh, we're just kind of chatting about the game and stuff. And then he goes, yeah, I need to, like, get game ready. I'm sitting in my moccasins and gym shorts about to call the game. And I go, dude, I'm wearing flip-flops and golf shorts and, like, a T-shirt. Like, I feel your pain. Um, But I'm sure he had a great call. um, And I was still able to kind of lock in because the Mac sending that Zoom link with the radio effects really – gives it an added element that you're actually at the court because earlier on I was calling games um, just simply from like ESPN feeds to be completely transparent and it was kind of tough to bring that energy big plays and everything like that but last night I would say I was just a couple of steps underneath actually being there um, and it felt really nice well I'll even ask you this question right so I I heard Russ Eisenstein we had the voice of the Bobcats on our show yesterday previewing you know, the Mid-American Conference mm-hmm. Tournament. Sure. Do you get the Convo vision? I mean, are they rolling out the red carpet for you, too, inside the Convo? Or do you have a different setup than what Russ had today? <laughs> so, I did yesterday. I had a different setup. Um, okay. Shout out Jason Chapino, um, our video guy <laughs> over there at the Convo. He asked me if I wanted that. Uh-huh. I just didn't quite know what he meant. I didn't know that's what it was. So, so I, you- I saw it on Russ's Twitter today, and I was like, that looks kind of cool. Can I do that for the game tomorrow if it's not that big of a deal? And 
I got. I will be doing that tomorrow okay. because it. Jay said it takes like two seconds for him. So, <laughs> look, if it was going to be a problem, I was going to go back to my same setup, which was completely fine. Monitor, laptop for stats, and then everything. At my board's in front of me and everything. But yeah, I get the full treatment, so to say, tomorrow. Right. You know, I figured I'd ask the question, right? I'd ask Russ because it's a little bit different for him <laughs> broadcasting from a distance. Yeah. And, of course, you know, both of you guys would rather be up at Rocket course, Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland doing this. Uh, but to just be able to broadcast live sports and for these teams to play at this time when yeah. they were shut down really right around this time uh, is definitely something special and something that, you know, we cannot take for granted any longer. Especially for Ohio. I mean, just look at the last two years. I mean, I, I kind of talk about this a lot, especially on air, whether it's here or on the broadcast of the game. I mean, two years ago, you lose in the MAC championship, make a nice run in the NIT, lose, lose, in the, lose against Northwestern to cap off the season. And then last year, they, I really thought that that team was probably going to win the MAC tournament. After the top two seeds went down, in the same day that Ohio won, I thought the Bobcats were truly going to roll. They're starting to put it together. And then obviously it gets canceled. So this team, for pretty much now, running on two years, has had that unfinished business mentality. And they are just finally ready to try to get a win. Um, but it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough tomorrow. And tomorrow, tomorrow night's game is going to be a really fun one between CMU and Ohio. And again, the Ohio women's basketball team, victorious 61-59 over Ball State. Tomorrow they take on Central Michigan. And, of course, earlier today over on Power 105, you heard the Ohio Bobcats defeat the Kent State Golden Flashes 85-63. to It's a short program for us today. we got to step aside at 6.30 for the Columbus Blue Jackets as they have the Florida Panthers. And, of course, we are an affiliate of the Columbus Blue Jackets. So with that, we'll take a short break. We'll discuss the Ohio men's basketball team's win over Kent State coming up next. Of course, we got Matt Carroll, who I feel bad. I mean, he's just been sitting here. Uh, Brad and I have been having a conversation, but we'll get Matt involved right after this. This is a Sportsman 970, 97.1 FM, WATH, brought to you by JK Contracting. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. When there's something strange lurking under your bed. Who are you going to call? Dustbusters! Athens Dustbusters are a licensed, bonded, husband and wife team that offer up top-of-the-line janitorial services at great prices, and they serve commercial and residences across Southeast Ohio. As the seasons change, don't worry about the cleanup. Call Athens Dustbusters at 740-541-7113 for a free quote. But don't just make our word about the Athens Dustbusters. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm John. And we're Athens Dustbusters, and we will bust your dust. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of repair, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair is here to help. Athens Electronic Repair services all brands of electronics, cell phones, tablets, game systems, and more. Plus, during the health crisis, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer? Call Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair at 740-590-1677 or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. You're listening to 970 WATH and the Sports Fan. 
Sports Fan 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Mills and the Mike, along with Matt Carroll and Brad Walker, taking you up until 6.30 today. Again, where the Columbus Blue Jackets will hit our airwaves. Blue Jackets 10, 12, and 5 against the Florida Panthers, 16, 5, and 4. And again, our network join will be at 6.30. But over on our sister station and the flagship station for the Ohio Bobcats, Power 105, the Bobcats picked up a 85-63 victory over the Kent State Golden Flashes, leading the way for Ohio with 19 points. The star, really, of, of the whole season, Jason Preston. Uh, of course, tacking on a couple more. London McDay with 18, 10 from Van Vanderplas, 9 from Ben Roderick, also 10 from Dwight Wilson the third. And, and Dwight Wilson, uh, you know, he was coming in here, Matt, right, with a pretty high field goal percentage. Second, I believe, in the nation going into that matchup. Now shooting seven, uh, three of seven. You know, not high field goal percentage, but he made all his free throws. He contributed to the game. And really, when you win by 20-plus, you really can't complain uh, as you're moving on to the Mid-American tournament, uh, conference tournament, and will face Toledo, who had an overtime win over Ball State earlier today. They did, you know, and uh, Dwight Wilson led the team in rebounds as expected as he'd done in almost all of the games, many of them, that is. So, you know, when, they, when you win in by 20 points, a lot of a lot of players can use that confidence in heading into the next game, which I'm pretty excited about for tomorrow against Toledo because we're going to need it. Everybody's going to need to be confident. It's a, it's a pretty good team over there. Yeah, and of course, whenever you get an overtime win over, uh, you know, Ball State, that is something where you, you take that mentality where, all right, you kind of lost it at the end. I think you had a five-point lead with somewhere around two minutes to go or something. I was trying to listen in and watch that game as well as, you know, get ready for the Bobcats and listen in to Ohio State. So a lot of sports happening all at one time. Uh, but with, you know, the, the win that Toledo had, um, you know, it, I don't think that win instills a whole lot of confidence because, again, you had the lead, you're the number one seed, and you almost blew it to the eight seed. Yep, exactly right, and that that can't be uh, that can't be that that um, that confident builder that you needed going into the into the tournament and using that um, what you want from a win. You want to have that confidence moving forward uh, because as every tournament gets, as soon as you move on, there's another opponent who's tougher. You know, so you need that confidence that confidence builder, which I don't think they got as you mentioned. The East Coast is really, I just want to, this is a quick side note, is really thri right. is really just showing out right now in this room because <laughs> tournament is just being rocked on the airwaves right now. I just, I'm not saying it's a problem, Connor. You and I have argued over this a lot. I just yeah. wanted it to be known that we can tell East Coasters are riding high in this room. Well, listen, again, I will point it out for all our listeners, oh my, right? That's why I said it was just, I didn't want to get into this, Connor. No, listen, it's a quick thing, though. It is oh, the yeah. tour, tour de France. You are a tour guide <laughs> at Ohio University. It's the same word with just nement at the end of it. Tour nement. There's no ER. It's not a tournament. It is a tournament. But either way, I digress. People pronounce it however you want to pronounce it. We're still talking about the same word. And if you want to call into the program uh, with about nine minutes remaining until the Blue Jackets hit the air airwaves at 630. <laughs> Seven four zero five nine two six six four six seven four zero five nine two six six four six. Call in and be a part of the program because you know it's a good day today. Both teams uh, with back-to-back -back wins. The women's team picking up a win yesterday, and the men's team with an eighty-five to sixty-three win over Kent State. Now, the one game that we haven't really had a whole lot of time to talk about was the uh, big game by Ohio State. <laughs> 
79 to 75 win over Minnesota, and they have Purdue next, which uh, Purdue's a four seed, and that game will be on the airwaves here at 115 tomorrow. So we won't have the Auto Smarts uh, program at 115. Instead, we'll have the Ohio State Buckeyes coming on the airwaves again at 115, and you can only listen to that uh, over the airwaves. Uh, we have to block out our uh, audio live stream online. Uh, so if you're listening to that, of course, in the local area uh, or areas around us, you would have that on 970 AM, 97.1 FM for the Ohio State Buckeyes. But uh, Buckeyes get a big win, 79-75 over Minnesota. And this was it an impressive win? Probably not. Uh, but it's a win that Ohio State needed. I still think that this team is a team that can go to the NCAA tournament and get an at-large bid as long as, you know, they don't, Again, Purdue's the four seed. Purdue's probably going to the dance. I don't know how many at-large bids that, that, that are going to be out there, but i got to imagine that a lot of them are going to go to the, the Big Ten with Ohio State somehow included in that. Yeah, Ohio State's going to get probably f- at least four, if not five, at-large bids um, coming out of the tournament. But for Ohio State, this is a team that's went from truly national championship to contenders to can they even reach the Sweet 16 at this point. I mean, you look at how they ended the regular season after following that Michigan loss where they look like a team that could be a Final Four um, contender, and they have just completely fallen off. They are unable to close out games. They've had big leads. Against Illinois, they had a big lead that they just squandered late. That's been the theme of this team. And you look at it today, up 12 points, about three minutes to go against a Minnesota team that doesn't have one of their key role players, and you still almost cough up a lead. Um, and and it's, it's really tough to see for Ohio State because you have a lot of juniors and seniors on that roster and a guy like E.J. Liddell that has been able to light up the scoring column. But uh, next thing you know, Minnesota has a chance to possibly tie or take a lead in the game. They just weren't um, able to execute down the stretch. It's too little, too late. And you gotta, if, if you're in Buckeye Nation right now, you got to be a little nervous, especially heading into next round. Purdue, a team that swept the Buckeyes in the regular season, a team that if they can get going against the Buckeyes, especially late, they're going to be able to overcome it. Now, that's not a knock on Minnesota. It's just Minnesota just doesn't have the depth that Purdue has because Minnesota's a team that really failed expectations this year. Um, and a team like Purdue is definitely going to pounce all over like that for Ohio State. So Ohio State desperately needs, at least I think in my opinion, to make a Big Ten title game, get a couple of wins under their belt, and then if you get there, lose to a Michigan or Illinois I think that is something that would be fine if you're Ohio State, but you have to get another win against Purdue. Um, because if not, I don't think a lot of people are, are going to be high on this Ohio State team. What do you think, Matt? I mean, what, what does Ohio State have to do? Uh, they're the lower seeded here. Ohio State's a five seed, Purdue's a four seed. Um, you know, what, what do the Buckeyes have to show you to try to advance in this Big Ten tournament and get a, uh, you know, a bid to the dance? You know, I don't know if it's as simple as this, but I think they need to win, and they need to win pretty confidently. You know, as as uh, Brad said earlier, Purdue swept them um, early in the season. So if they come out here and have a, a pretty good game, well, not pretty good, a good game, because they need that to, in order to beat Purdue, and uh, they put a confident win, I think I think that's what it, it needs to, um, you know, make it farther, heading more on to the, the tournament and then even into the March Madness tournament. And going through a couple stats here with the uh, 79-75 win for Ohio State over Minnesota. Uh, E.J. Liddell with 14 points. Justice Suing with 16. Uh, Washington with 16. 11 for Young and 2 for Aarons. Uh, those are the starters. And Key with 2 points uh, off the bench for Ohio State. 
uh, as well as uh, Walker with 10 and Jallo with 8. Uh, but they needed everybody. You know, and there's a lot of points. Minnesota outscored Ohio State by eight in that second half. 48-40, to 40, Ohio State did pretty well coming in out of the first half, 39-27. But, again, you're going to need a little bit uh, more of a showing. Plus, I mean, Ohio State's ranked, I mean, they're ninth-ranked team in the AP poll. Um, you know, I think they need a good game against Purdue. Do I think that it's a must-win situation? I don't because I think the, uh, the committee is probably going to look at Ohio State's overall body of work. Well, they're going to be in the tournament. Connor. Yeah, they're going to be in the tournament. And, and I'd say that. <laughs> Can we move on from that claim? They're going to be in the tournament. They will they're, be. The committee is not going to take. I mean, at worst, Ohio State if they lose Purdue drops to what thirteen in the country, and they will probably. The yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll be there. <laughs> but it's not like you know, Ohio University will need to win. Well, I mean, yeah, they're not going to yeah. get an at-large bid. But correct. Um, yeah, they're they're. I think there's a good opportunity, and especially, you know, Joey and I were talking about this a little bit on the show yesterday. When was the last time that we could say that we were excited for both the men's team and the women's team for Ohio University, you know, and, and having both an equal shot to go to the dance? Because I think it's a pretty good Ohio uh, oh, yeah. University women's team, and I think it's a pretty good men's team as well. But both teams with a lot of uh, positivity entering into this postseason type of uh, area right now. Yeah, it's really exciting to see both sides really going um, in the right direction and having a chance to possibly win uh, MAC conference crowns. Also, for the women's side, I th there's a slight chance that you could see two at-large bid or an at-large bitch, not one. That would be insane. Um, just one, uh, just a possibility. I think a slight chance for um, an at-large bid on the women's side, but... I mean, it's really good to just see both teams playing so well. It's it's made this winter exciting. It's really gotten a lot of fans locked back into basketball because um, the men's sides had really some down years um, of late before last season. The women's side, I mean, ever since they won the MAC title in 2016, they have been continued to be on a rise. They had a bit of a downfall in 17 and 18, but brought it right or in uh, 16 and 17, I should say, but. I mean, they brought it right back with the 31 season a couple of years back, um, and they are certainly on the rise. It's good stuff. Good stuff. It's it fun. is. It is, and of course you missed our talk. Uh, I know you called a couple of Tomcat games, but Trimble, we couldn't figure out what the official score was because the score. Yeah, what was that? Like at one point, I'm listening to the game. <laughs> it's like you guys are like four four point game, 30 seconds. Next thing you know, you and Joe, you're just like. Uh, it's now a seven-point game. I was like, that's a huge difference. Well, yeah, and I had no idea what happens. So protest. Division Four state well, tournament is now under protest, I'd that's, say. That's, I'm not going to protest it because <laughs> I don't think that it changed results. I mean, Trimble was having a tough time uh, you know, scoring anyway down the stretch. Trimble's my regional champ. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you need to win the semis before getting into the regional champs. Well, but they probably would have. I, I think there was going to be a good <laughs> shot at that. I, I I do, and of course we'll get Matt you know interested in a little bit of TVC Ohio <laughs> TVC Hawking talk uh, as we continue you know, getting him through the lane. Just but. know Trimble is really good at like everything. <laughs> yeah, it, it's <laughs> from what I've heard, I, I can agree. But it, you know, it's tough coming in here. I gotta I gotta get my uh, knowledge on on local sports down. And of course, I mean, if you're a Steelers fan, we have some Steelers fans out there. If you're a uh, Bengals fan, shout whatever. out to all my Steelers fans. <laughs> Either way, no more juju. That's the uh, that's the sports fan right here on this 11th day of March. 
CBS, or not CBS, but CBJ coming up next against the Florida Panthers. For Matt Carroll and Brad Walker, I'm Connor Mills signing off. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-M.